I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's Utopia Talks, Jaguar and KJ Baxter back with a special episode, ticking off a real bucket list, to be honest, as today's guest is quite the national treasure. I think we'd all agree here. She's influenced so many artists. She's soundtracked many a night out. I mean, who hasn't had the best moment of, of their life on the dance floor singing at the top of their lungs to Katie on a mission? And you're lying if you say you haven't. <laughs> She's had three huge studio albums, top 10 hits, the voice of an angel. So excited to have you Katie P it's a pleasure to be here thank you so much for asking me yeah we are so excited I have to say (laughs) you're not the only Katie B in the studio oh you're a Katie B B. oh wow okay Mm, sick so watch out watch out (laughs) oh oh, no (laughs) (laughs) but honestly like it's yeah I'm such a big fan of yours and I just feel like you're an icon like are you aware of the legacy (laughs) that you have put on this planet with your music Oh, well, that's very kind of you to say so. Um, I don't don't know (laughs) if I would agree with that, but yeah, thank you. I'll take the compliment. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. I think me and Jaguar were both like really coming of age with your music. So yeah, we love it. 100%. Because I think, yeah, I only met you a few weeks ago at Stand and Calling and... I'd had a few tequilas. And I was like, I saw your dressing <laughs> oh, room. Oh, me too. Don't worry. Yeah, you had it. I saw your dressing room was like opposite mine. And I was like, oh my God, KTP's in there. So I like knocked on the door. I was like, hello. And Aww. I think I just told you how much I loved you. And I I do. Oh, I love thank you. Thank you so much. Just so thank you know. You. Um, so before we get into anything, I hear you're very passionate about pie and mash. Oh, <laughs> but you weren't expecting Wait, that oh yeah who said that I, me I read it on oh you did yeah. oh wow that's so funny um, <laughs> it's true actually yeah there's like a big picture of me in like the Guardian with a pie or something like that's how like passionate I am about pies and pastry um, yeah I mean yeah I guess being from London I like, grew up uh eating pie and mash with my nan and my dad and um yeah I can I'm always getting into debates with people about like what's the best pie and mash shop in London mm. but um what is it in my opinion I like almonds on Woolworth Road because that's kind of where mm. and they're, they're a bit more like generous with their mash um <laughs> compared to other pie and mash shops <laughs> that I won't name but um yeah so uh, I, actually I had um a session 
um, with Prosper the other day mm-hmm. um, and they were running a little bit behind but it was great because it was in um, Bermondsey and I could go and get pie mash quickly Ooh. before the session yeah what, I don't think your... they really knew about London pie mash because they're from Leeds yeah so I had to try, try and try and explain to someone about this green sludgy liquor and how delicious it, like, delicious it is they were like alright like, <laughs> I can imagine they were a bit like, mm. actually um, <laughs> actually I feel like um uh, one of them got a Greg's actually, so I feel like Classic. that's that's more of a northern that is thing. Such a northern yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. <laughs> I bet it was Gosha. Yeah. What's your yeah. go-to pie? Oh well, with pie and mash, like it, they kind of just do one. Oh, uh, is it pie. just a pie? Yeah, it's just like beef. <laughs> just yeah, anonymous meat. Yeah, it kind of. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's beef, and then the the uh, the liquor's like traditionally made with like a. Uh, traditionally made with like the stock from the eels from the jelly deals oh. from like back in the day like the Thames mm. or whatever um, wait actually from the Thames uh, not actually from the Thames but I think it was like <laughs> what people would eat like they'd eat the jelly deals they'd eat the eels from the Thames yeah that's yeah I think this. I think this is. I, wow. Someone could probably be like, "This is rubbish," but this is what my brain, subconscious yeah. brain, like I've read this somewhere. Imagine that now. You can still you'd... get like jelly deals though. My friend Susie, big up Susie. Um, she when I go for permission with her, she she actually gets jelly deals. I'm like, that's too, Ooh. that's too far, babes. But <laughs> I, so I like I like seafood. Yeah, but I just don't think I could ever eat a jellied eel. What about like eel sushi is meant to be really amazing. I think I've had that yeah, actually. Yeah, it's meant to be very soft. So I'm guessing it's probably not that different. Mm. I don't know. Well, let us know <laughs> if, you, if you're feeling brave. Yeah. Um, wait, mash. Oh yeah, before we start. Okay. Because that was the first big question. Okay, yeah. Oh, I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad we've got through that. I've actually got a proposition. So if you like pie Ooh, and mash, okay. right, I have a really good festival food idea. Because, you know, festivals is like a mecca for street food, so many different yes. varieties. What about simply mash? Different flavours. Just mash. Cheesy mash, mash and beans, <laughs> mash and gravy, mash and sausage, mash and sweet potato mash, Swede mash. You don't have to chew it. Salty mash. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I'm drunk, I just want a big pile of like potato. I guess, potato. We, I guess we eat chips, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Kind of the same. You could just get a plate of chips, get a plate of mash. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. like mash, you should go into a pie mash shop and get, get some mash. Mm. You should just go in there because yeah. I used to do that. I used to do that when <laughs> in Lewisham when I used to work at JD Sports <laughs> and I would just want mashed potato and I'd go and go into something fishy which sells that's not oh, they sell like fish and chips in there as well to be fair but they mm-hmm. actually do do a decent pie mash in there but you can buy mash for 60p that's so if you're ever in well not bargain. anymore mm. that was when I was like 16 so it's probably with inflation it's gone up now Six but pounds, if you do ever wander past something fishy in Lewisham get some mash babes there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. This is not how I thought this podcast I know. would start. Full but. of surprises today. <laughs> um, but yeah, how have you found this summer as we come to the end of yeah recording this and end of August? How's it been for you? What well, the the summer? Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been really fun. Um, I yeah, it's just been great to kind of be back out performing. Actually, to be fair, I since the pandemic I suppose I have had a couple of summers but um yeah it's been quite busy this summer really so mm. yeah it's been really it's been really nice yeah yeah I, I quite like this like August as a time of year because I feel like it feels a bit more even though I'm tired we're all tired because <laughs> it's the end of summer it does feel like kind of like a bittersweet time because the light gets a bit softer you're aware mm. that the leaves are going to start turning brown and like the sort of last few festivals I don't know there's something quite like nice about it in a 
Oh yeah, in August. I mean, out of all the months of the year, yeah, definitely, it's amazing. Yeah. And we've actually got a little bit of sunshine at the moment as well. So finally, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um. Okay. So in an interview you did in 2016, okay. you said, "I'll still be raving at 55." <laughs> Is this? Do you still reckon so? First of all, I think so. Um. I went to where did I go? I went to a drum and bass thing in the. Oh, was, it, was it Silver Docks or something? Do you know that venue? It's like this big... So, is it Silver Docks? It's not a venue, oh. but it's big outdoor. I feel like they just had a solid groove there and they just had... I think it's worried about Henry, the rave. Oh. And, and I went there and, you know, it was just amazing. And I, what I love about the drum and bass crowd and the jungle Doc Road, crowd... is it? Maybe. Was it the cause? No. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, don't maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um... But it's in the Docklands somewhere. Yeah. Maybe that's where it I is. I think, yeah, 60 Docklands. Yeah. I think it is as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it was just like, yeah, the drum and bass jungle crowd, like I think Brocky and Det were on and, the, you know, the, everyone at the front of the crowd was just like, yeah, they looked about, I don't know, maybe not 55, but like definitely everyone was above 40 and they were just, they had more energy than <laughs> most of the ravers that I've seen this year. Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, amazing. That's what, I, that's what I do love about drum and bass ravers the most. It's like they've got this kind of like, I don't know, it's just like mosh pit energy. Like, I love it. So, um, yeah, you never know. Hopefully. Hopefully, I ha- hopefully I I'll hope still be so. there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is a night out with KTB like? Oh, uh, a night out with KTB. The thing is, sometimes usually I'm working. So I'm trying to think of the last time I went on like strictly just a night out. Is it a festival or... You're starting off. Oh, I just went to we. You're starting. Up, you know, yeah, that's very important. You've got a line of stomach. Feel yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um... I just went up to We Out Here Festival actually mm. as a punter. Oh, nice! Like for the first time, I've sp- like I feel like I've camped at festivals before, but I've always been like playing at them or you know, um, and I've been to festivals as a punter, but like Outlook Festival or something with an apartment mm. or you know, and um, so yeah, that that was that was amazing. I went from Thursday to Monday, and I was like perfect, and that is my perfect kind of. Night, not night out, but I suppose festival. I guess um, where there's like bands in the day, and then like dance music, electronic mm. music at night. Because you need to be able to like chill, relax, kind of let your ears kind of calm down a little bit, and then yeah, go. Because I've been to like electronic festivals mm. before, where it's just like days and days of electronic music, and I'm like, as much as I love it, I love clubbing, I love raving, love dancing, but. That's just too much. You want a little bit? Yeah. (laughs) Something else. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're saying that, who's literally like, yeah, come up through club culture, like the, you know, represents so many different underground dance genres. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't want to hear a kick kick drum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Houghton's 24 hours, isn't it? Is it actually? I think so. Yeah. Doesn't stop. There's dance music. Mm. They start on the Thursday and it goes on the whole time. Still on now. People still there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of my friends, um, he's um, helped set it up. So I was like watching his Instagram. I think he was there for like probably a week before and like afterwards yeah. as well. So yeah, he's probably still there now. Yeah. <laughs> People just don't come back. <laughs> yeah. So we obviously mentioned club culture. I mean, 
It's been 13 years since your debut album, On A Mission, which is behind so many iconic tracks. Katie On A Mission, Lights Out, Perfect Stranger, Broken Record, that whole era just is, I think, well, for, for I guess for me and you, KJ Baxter, we were, I was at uni, I think, or like sort of started going out raving and it was like a real soundtrack to that point in our lives and like so many amazing producers worked on that with you Benga, Zinc, Scream, Artwork. I'd love to go back to that time. Let's go back to 2010. Let's go. Let's go. And I feel like because <laughs> it was 13 years ago it's kind mm. of it's really interesting just how things come back around and how nostalgia and that kind of like naughty's vibe is kind of like coming back around in lots of different things anyway. Um, but yeah take us to 2010. How was it? <laughs> um yeah, so On A Mission kind of came out just as I'd finished uni, which was great for me, I guess, for me to have that as just as I come out of university. Um, but I remember being quite stressed out because I'd just like done, I guess, was completing my degree. And then like that, like it was finishing my album at the same time. So it was very, very, I think I was very stressed. Um, so I was definitely excited to like not go to any more lectures 100% because <laughs> I feel like the first year of uni is quite like oh this is fine mm. this is great like it's probably almost easier than your last bit of A-levels sort of thing that stressfulness and then second year is like okay this is getting harder and then year three you're like oh my gosh this is really yeah, <laughs> actually hard yeah. Um, so yeah but um, it was yeah it was a joy working on the album definitely um, I used to go every Wednesday after like university from New Cross. I used to get the overground to, it only went to Whitechapel then. That's how old it wow. the, the, how that is um, before the East London line extended. Mm. And then um, I'd go, yeah, Zinc would kindly um, let me use his studio um, to make this album. Yeah. So, and at the time it kind of started as Genius, um, who's my manager um, and, um, runs rinse rinse of him he wanted to kind of put together this album where he got all the producers from rinse um and wanted to showcase the like production talent that was on the station but he wanted like an artist to kind of sing across all of the music and it to be like original music basically and he asked me if i wanted to do that because we were working together at the time making uk funky tracks and I was like, uh, yeah, that sounds amazing, you know, because at the time I was um, going out quite a lot and raving and all these people that were, I was going to be able to collaborate with. Um, I was just like, that's, yeah, an amazing opportunity. And then over over time, it just slowly turned into into my my project rather than it being like a rinse album. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, at the time you were at uni, would you, I'm guessing you studied music. Yeah, popular music. So Goldsmith have, has a classical course as far as I know but at the time they had a classical course and then I did the popular music course yeah okay got it is it true you wrote an essay about UK funky yes I did I think I'd love to read it <laughs> um I think we had to choose a genre maybe I've still got it somewhere I don't know you should put, honestly I feel like that would go off people yeah. people would love that I think it was to do with like a, a, a genre and how it kind of um like evolved or yeah and so, um, yeah, that's that's a great thing, I guess. What kind of raves were you going to around that time? Like as a student, what sort of music was on? Well, the thing is, I guess as a student, because I was going to Goldsmiths, which was literally like a 10 minute walk from my house. Like, I don't even think I even went to the open day. I was like, yeah, I'll just go there. Like, <laughs> um, and 
So I didn't really get the kind of that kind of university experience at Goldsmiths. Does that make made any sense? Um, in terms of like, I didn't go to the, I didn't have my uni experience in London, but I would go and like visit my friends. A lot of my friends were in Bristol. Um, we're in like York and all these other Bournemouth, Brighton. So I'd get like um, a coach and go and visit visit my mates there. And yeah, we'd go to like yeah dubstep raves, um, yeah drum and bass raves, all, like lots of different raves. Yeah, UK funky was kind of big at the time as well. Um, but yeah, I guess at the time I kind of and also my friends would come to London to get the London Raven experience as well. Like one of my friends, Isabel, she would ha- she would come to London to get her hair done. So she'd schedule it around raves. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so she'd be like, okay, there's this rave, there's this rave, there's this, this rave. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, uh, lots of, yeah, there was a sick um, night called Persona, UK Funky Rave in Brixton. And that like, we always used to go to that. And then, yeah, there was just loads of, loads and loads of different sick um, and yeah, obviously Forward, Forward was mm. at its kind of peak then. I wish I could have gone to those events because yeah. they just yellow as well. Amazing. They're going to bring back yellow at Ministry of Sound. Um, what was which yellow? is Tipper's dance? It was more of like a, it was <clears throat> it was quite, it's like house and like soulful house mm. kind of I guess. Um, kind of rave um, and that used to be in Camberwell but I was always like too young to kind of go because it was like over 21s it might even be like over 27s now um, but I used to always like I'd be, and I always used to look really young I'd be like just let me in just let me in like <laughs> um, did they let you did they let you in yeah they did let me in in the end um, yeah <laughs> um, and then over the years obviously yeah Tipper is like one of my really good friends um, now and he was um, he used to be my hype man Sick. On, yeah when I uh, so yeah I'm excited that they're doing a big yellow soon I think it's in October oh my god yeah. definitely want to check that out um one more question related to Goldsmith James Blake was he in your class he was in my class yeah what? yeah <laughs> that's mad that is mad I always remember him as being like very studious and amazing obviously playing piano mm. and yeah he's just very very studious so yeah have you guys ever made a tune together or like gone in the studio no we did do a, like a like a university project or something <laughs> no i can't way. remember what it was like on 12 bar blues or something like that <laughs> like we had to do that <laughs> um so yeah that was the only time we worked together yeah wow but i would obviously that would be incredible but yeah, yeah. you never know you never know that's such a mad fact <laughs> um so yeah 2010, obviously lots going on, uni, working on these tunes, releasing the album, and then it did go on to become this huge success. And it was nominated for a Mercury Prize at the time. And I feel like you couldn't really escape it. And I don't know, how did you ever expect it to be the huge success it was? No, so, you know, like I said, like I'd go to, I'd be like borrowing, um, you know, studio time, I guess, to make this project and... Um, I kind of thought it was going to be this little like mixtape. I was so excited for me to make a project, you know, it's, it's a shame that we kind of don't have albums in the same way maybe these days, but to kind of put something out like that where you can be like, this is me, this is who I am, like as an artist yeah. with over 10 tracks, you know, was mm. just, I was so excited about that, definitely. Um, but yeah, so when it kind of started kind of, 
snowballing, is that the right word? Mm. Um, I was, yeah, it was, yeah, there was, it ended up kind of getting signed to a major label. Whereas before we were like, does anyone want to sign this song? Does anyone want to do this? And everyone was like, no, 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 no. And really? then it kind of, it went to number five in the charts independently, like, and then everyone was like, okay, yeah, we want to sign this. So, yeah, it was sick. And then obviously it being nominated by Mercury was incredible. Um, and yeah, it's just amazing time, really. Do you think the success was because it was like embraced by the underground and it kind of came up through the dance scene and it went that way? Or I feel like it was, it was amazing because I feel like everyone was supporting it. Like I remember everyone kind of like giving it that nudge up because mm. um, and just being like can at the, at the time when it kind of came out being like can anyone help us like send this out to their mailers or to do this or to do that and everyone was like yeah of course we'll help you we'll help you so I'm really grateful to everyone that kind of like gave it that that push you know that was amazing yeah and it's, it's interesting because so many like people I know will will cite you as an influence on them and like I know you might be like oh <laughs> but honestly and, and I think of now it's really interesting because there's a whole new generation of kind of singers like female singers in dance music a lot of them are DJing as well like kind of an example would be someone like Baklava who's kind of amazing UKG DJ producer but then she's also got this amazing voice and she sings um, Perry Camden Cox there's kind of loads and I, I do feel like you kind of paved the way for a lot of people who would say Oh, well, well, thank you. That's amazing um, that you say that because um, I guess the, the, all the female um, singers that I looked up to were like Shola Ama, Kelly LaRock, mm. Jenna G, oh, yeah. um, all the um, singers on that were making UK funky at the time. Um, so, yeah, for me to kind of be part of that kind of world and be able to feel like I've my music has influenced someone else to make music or or be in the in um the the club culture world like is that's an amazing feeling for me because yeah the feeling that those singers kind of gave me and inspired me is is a great feeling as well so yeah yeah it's something we love to see is like women doing stuff in dance music definitely um and at the time like did you cuz we, I, I gave you a copy of the Jaguar Foundation report earlier with some of our findings from the research we've done. And yeah, the general theme is, is like there is a disparity in gender, but it is getting better. And I guess like going back like a decade or so, like did you, I don't know, how did it, how did it feel for you um, back then being, were you often like the only woman in the room or obviously there were good guys around you, obviously like your management and producers and stuff. Mm. But um. Do you know what? I think it's it was probably a little bit easier for me, probably like in terms of like me, like being a female singer in that kind of space. Um, I suppose I had it a little bit easier than, let's say, a female DJ or a female producer mm. or female engineer. Um, um, so, you know, I, I probably didn't have it as as bad as them, if that makes any sense. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I guess. And I was kind of like had I had a like a female manager at the time who was um, running forward and that, that was her baby. That was her creation, you know. So I had all these amazing um, and Miss Dynamite at the time was such a, you know, just like a sick person to have around me, you know, like mm. and just kind of be like 
such a strong person and just, yeah, a sick person to just have around me. So I think I had all these amazing females around me that, like, they were just powerhouses. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, so I was lucky to kind of have that. Yeah. 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 Men didn't really have the ch- have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> how how yeah. did um, the Miss Dynamite collab on Lights Out come about? Because that um, is a tune. Yeah, so um, we had the same manager at the time um, and she went into the studio um, to work with Zinc and Genius on some songs. So that was around that same area where um, Wild Out came out mm. and... Um, what was the genius one again? I know it's um, oh, that's gonna really bug me now. Wait. Get down and sip on it when it's on it. Anyway, that that era, and then um, they were like, oh, I was finding it really hard at the time to find verses for lights on, and because actually the verses that were on lights on were on on a mission or something like that. It's really weird. There was something, oh. either the, I took the light verses off of Lights On and put them on, on a mission or I put the verses from On A Mission on Lights On or something like that. It's managed to work out. <laughs> anyway, so I didn't have any verses for Lights On. And then um, I went into the studio one day and then they were like, oh yeah, we've got Miss Dynamite to kind of try and um, put some verses on or whatever and I was like what like Whoa. you can't just drop it to me like that <laughs> like Miss Dynamite's just in here singing on one of my songs like what the hell um, so yeah that was the most amazing feeling ever definitely and then um, yeah it was sick yeah we we did a video went to Carnival and performed it at Rampage I remember climbing up this, this massive ladder performing it for the <laughs> first time like um, yeah and it was just yeah it was an amazing amazing time oh. Wow. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What have been some of your other like favorite collabs that you've done? Because you've worked with a lot of people over the years. I suppose it's always nice when you can work in the studio with someone. Mm. Um, but then again, I really, I am someone who kind of likes to be, when I write, like it's actually quite nice to kind of be on my own. And, you know, because sometimes people just like will send you a track, like a fully finished track, and then I'll kind of write, write on that. Um, 
But yeah, I remember with Forte, um, bless him, he... <laughs> He said when he sent me the tune and did all the work on it, but he was like, no, I'd really, really like to meet you. So I like oh. went to his house and like had a cup of tea with him. And I was oh, like, oh, great. That's, well, that's so really nice. nice. Yeah. It was so, made me feel like so. Makes it more personal. Makes it more personal. Yeah. Because I guess you um, um, sometimes, yeah, you're literally writing to a song and then yeah. you've never even met the person. I remember uh, one time seeing a producer that I worked with in Sainsbury's and being like, <laughs> they, like trying to catch his eye, like at the tills, be like, hi. And then it was like, he wasn't like looking at me and I could tell he was trying to avoid me. And I was like, oh my God. Like, oh no. So <laughs> oh no. Sometimes it could be like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, it was a great song, but I'm like, I don't think he wanted to stop on chat. So oh. yeah, I think he's just a bit shy. Oh, babe. But yes. <laughs> well, um, I haven't met Fortat. I'd love to. What was he like when you had a cup of tea? Oh, he's an angel. I've heard he's an angel. Things. I'd love to work with him again, definitely. What yeah. tune did you do together? Um, so it was on my Honey project oh, and yeah. um, it's called Calm Down. And that song is actually about... Yes, yeah, 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 another one. That's about like trying to calm down and not rave anymore. And <laughs> then it was just saying like, when will we calm down? When will we, when will we calm down? Because I think me and my friends were like, I think I was in Birmingham at the time. Um, at a festival and I was just like on the dance floor and I think I usually sometimes when I write songs and I write I'll be on the dance floor and I like put little voice notes in my phone and then usually like 99% of the time I'll wake up in the morning and be like oh my god what the hell is that <laughs> like or slurring I'm, your words yeah or like, I'll never like listen to it ever again but this one time I was like oh like I need an idea for this yeah. this beat and I thought that was quite funny that's cool that you take your inspiration from mm. like being on the dance floor and stuff. That's yeah. And also sometimes my friends are like, oh, they'll give me little lyrics and stuff like that. But as <laughs> I said afterwards, we'll be like, go into the phone and be like, <laughs> <laughs> it'll just be like the most silliest thing. We'll be like, oh, God, no. <laughs> I don't think that's one's going to go number one, guys. <laughs> I love that. But but the Honey album, because I remember this was just like so many collabs, like Major Lazer, Wilkinson, Chris Lorenzo, Floating Points, yeah, Forte on Calm Down, KDA, Hannah Wants. Yeah. It was just like you just being like, oh, yeah. were you just reaching out to people you were a fan of being like, hey. I wanna... think because I just like written to all these different kind of like, um, it, it's mad because I suppose like the... the <laughs> that beginning album of how uh, what I was saying about the rinse and getting all of the different producers in I guess it's kind of been the blueprint of all, how yeah. I write make music and I'm, I'm that's kind of still how I make music now and how, how I enjoy it I, I think one day it would be good to kind of probably work with one producer <laughs> yeah. and create one kind of you know um, have some kind of continuity mm. um, sonically but I don't know I've just I've got so many different kind of you know I don't just listen to one kind of genre yeah. of music um, mm. especially yeah with uh, that's just in club music you know so yeah I don't know I kind of want to want to kind of express that as well yeah, I mean, maybe that's fine I think it's yeah. great and <laughs> I, I actually my favourite album of yours is actually Little Red your second album oh okay yeah 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 I think yeah I think I don't know I just I just when it came out I think that was when I was like yeah second yeah. year of uni and I just loved all the different styles of production on that. I love. Mm. I'm actually listening to it today, walking around, getting in the mood for the interview. I yeah, like. No, you. I I love Little Red as well. Yeah. I love Little Is Red. It? Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I love I Like You. That was with George Fitzgerald, right, on the production. That was, yeah, he did I Like You on there. I've got yeah. a song called I Like You on that. And then, again, every single, I've got like a song with Sampha who produced on yeah. there. Yeah, you've got, got Rue 94. Rue 94. Um, the list, you know, Jesse Ware on, on I think, Aaliyah I think as well. Artworks got a song on there, I think, as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse Ware. Um, yeah, because you've worked with artwork quite a lot. Right? Yeah, magnetic man. Magnetic man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, babes, so, yeah. you've got bangers. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then of course you had your EP from a couple of years ago, Peace and Offerings, which was not dance music. Yeah, not not there strictly. Was like, there was kind of like elements yeah. uh, in there, but um, yeah, I guess because it was kind of after lockdown, and I just kind of. Um, yeah, I guess we hadn't really been able to dance too much. So kind of put some songs together that were a bit more reflective of that time of how mm. I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like showcasing your like different musical inspirations and interests mm. as well. So my question is, what are you working on now? And is there going to be a new KTV album? I hope so. Yeah, I'm, that is what I'm working on. It's so funny though, isn't it? Because it's like music and how we release it is just changing all the time. And so part of me is like, you know, I'm making, you know, more like jungle, drum and bass or breaks influence music on, on this side. I'm like, should I put that out as an EP or should I, you know, the, the more house stuff or funky stuff? Like, should I put that as a little EP or should I merge everything together? Or should I, you know, or, or what would a live show look like that? Like um, with that or mm. what would this or should, do I need a band? Do I, like these are... All the thoughts that go around my head every minute on a daily basis. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm stressed for you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, I think I'm still kind of, at the moment I'm just creating, I'm just writing. And after this, I'm going to try and try and finish some songs because, you know, writing um, is something that everyone can do every day. But actually, you know, finishing something that you're happy enough to like put out into the world is something else. So I think I've got, I've been having a few meetings recently and I'm like, Let's get some deadlines in, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm planning to go to Portugal, I think, in September for a few weeks. And I'm just going to write, 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 write. And then when I'm back, I'm like, guys, that's it. Let's go. Let's put some stuff together. So I think next year, we keep having a date um, in a venue that keeps kind of getting pushed back. But I'm like, we really need to kind of... What, for yeah. a, a big show? a big Yeah, headline. a big show. Yeah. So... <sighs> And putting um, shows together as well, that's like such a an amazing, like a, a live show with like a band. Um, I've had dances in the past as well. Like, you know, it's such an amazing experience, I, you know, to put that kind of production together and just the way that everything has to be done to a certain time and, mm. you know, everything has to kind of be... I don't know. It's just it's 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 an interesting experience, and it's such a different process. It's so interesting finishing a project like an album or something, and then taking it into that space as well. Like it just feels like a whole other thing, and it's as being in the studio, you know, or whatever. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Do you always have that in mind when you're writing? Like, how's this going to sound when I do it live? <sighs> Not really. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes maybe, but or do I? No, I don't really. I think writing for me is like very, maybe in a club though. I will always think about how like this, will this go off in a club? Will this be able to, like, how would this feel 
dancing to this. Like I think I, I do write with that in mind. But yeah. with um, like the live show, sometimes that is what the challenge is. It's like converting something that is made for a club into something live. So for instance, having, I was just saying before earlier, like having like a live drum on like a dubstep song. Mm. Like how do we make that? Or like a live bass, like how do we make it still authentic to what the song is, but kind of heighten it and make it into like a better experience, not a better experience, but a different experience. Yeah. yeah. So with this new music in mind, are we still thinking dance club orientated stuff or? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or a mixture? I think so. You know, and in the past I have been thinking like, oh, maybe I could do something, maybe I could do something on the side that might be slower music or, but we'll bring it in. Again, these are all thoughts that are just constantly going around my brain. <laughs> Is there like um, a lot of music that, that kind of was kind of all different and you're figuring out? What yeah, how to kind of streamline mm. it, I suppose. But it's been great with, with Little Red, you know, I've been able, that's, you know, some of the tunes on there are very electronic and very quite like club based or, you know, pure club music but then I've had stuff like yeah crying for no reason mm. or still or still, those yeah. um songs that are like pretty much ballads really um so yeah there will always be like one or two sort of like slower yeah slower little numbers on there you know I love to hear a KTV ballad <laughs> they're like some of my favorites yeah thanks I think it's nice on an album as well to have those little yeah. like changes yeah. in energy and like and especially in a show as well yeah um, yeah to kind of take it to those points yeah. Mm. So the stuff you have released, like you, you've done all this signed to rent, but then those first two albums, three albums particularly, they kind of it was rents, but kind of licensed by a major label. Is that how yes. this happened? Yeah. Um, but now you're going to be releasing independently with rents. With rents, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd just be interested to hear how it was operating, kind of with a major label. Um, versus, I guess, now more from an independent perspective? Yeah, I mean, the one thing I love about not kind of being signed to a major label is just like the kind of red tape that you kind of had. Like now, if I, you know, want to release a song tomorrow and or someone says, can I have you for this chorus on this song or do that? You can just be like, yeah, done whatever like there might be there's obviously going to be a little bit of paperwork and a bit of negotiation in terms of you know um sorting things out in behind the scenes but generally you can pretty much release it in, instantly but there's just like much bigger teams at a major label there's so much you know there's a lot of strategy and it's like i guess if you just kind of want to do what you feel in that moment you know it's a lot more freedom that's mm -hmm. what i kind of like about it i suppose yeah did you ever feel pressure from, again, like having loads of people involved or pressure to like recoup the major label? hundred percent. Like, you know, when you go, go into those buildings and they're like, here's Sarah from supermarkets. And you're like, okay, it is like her job is like literally ought to put CDs in super, like your team has got like so much bigger, you know, mm. and yeah, that can be quite... Um, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, I'd love to sell, <laughs> shift some albums in Sainsbury's. Great. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it is it is quite overwhelming. And I think I did definitely feel that that pressure. And after a while, I was a bit like, mm. you know, I started off, you know, doing this as, as I said, like after after uni. And, you know, I've always, you know, start, I, I did music at uni and at college. And it's always what I've always wanted to do. But 
I don't know whether I kind of wanted that kind of thing of like, you need to get a top 10, you need to get this, you know, that kind of, whereas some, yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. And, you know, well, in a way, but I am quite an ambitious person and I did enjoy doing that at the time. I was like, yeah, I want to, well, the first album, because I never kind of wrote the album with that intention in mm-hmm. any way. And the second album, you know, even though we did have A&Rs, um, there were A&Rs at, at the major labels, we didn't I didn't really know them that well I didn't have personal relationship with them it was always like we kind of just did what we wanted and then sort of gave gave handed it over sort of thing Mm. so I'm quite lucky in that sense but I think after a while I was just a bit like "Mm, I just kind of want to go back to kind of writing music and collaborating with people that they might not necessarily think is lucrative or whatever but for me I find interesting Mm. yeah but it feels like, like listening to it, it feels like you st- were still able to keep your authentic sound. And like when you look back at the albums you have released, do you feel that way? Yeah, I do feel that way, definitely. Um, and I'm I'm very proud of them. And um, yeah, I think I've kind of always had had a um, sense of what I like. You know, I I've always trusted myself in terms of like. I find it quite easy to write music on my own because I can always, like in terms of writing um, lyrics and melodies and things like that, because I've, I feel more shy in like when I'm writing songs, like I feel more like I know I can trust myself and be like, oh, that's a sick idea. That's a sick idea. But if someone, some other people that I write with, they feel more comfortable having a soundboard and being like, oh, um, whereas I feel less comfortable doing that like oh do you like this do you think this is good and getting that that back if that makes any sense I don't know if that makes any sense yeah 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 so um yeah I've always kind of had an had a a strong sense of what I like and what I don't like I suppose yeah yeah would you say you're a shy person I can be very shy yeah Mm. definitely I can be very shy, um, but when I'm with my friends and people that I trust and love, yeah, then I'm a hundred percent not. No. <laughs> I feel like when you're with your gals on a night out, uh, yeah, a hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> Katie from the club is here. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose with everyone, we've all yeah. got different sides. We've all got, um, yeah, contradictions and different sides of us. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm like a mixture of introvert and extrovert because I feel like deep down. I'm really shy, but then I've learnt the way, mm. probably through things like the job I do and like the lifestyle to be extroverted. Mm. I don't know. That's yeah. good. I'm proud of you for that. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> what are you? Oh God. Um, I don't know. I think I'm. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you that was the extrovert coming out. Tell me. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, welcome to my therapy session now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess talking about, like, going back to the start of your career and where you are at now, like, you were literally, like, your early, early 20s when this was all kicking off. And, yeah, now you're in your 30s and life has changed. We've been through a whole pandemic. You've had three albums. Um, how, Yeah, how do you think you've changed and your outlook on everything you're doing has changed I've now become more comfortable in like saying no to things probably um you know in the beginning of my career I suppose like 
there's like music and then there's like the music industry and the way everything kind of works and what's PRS or what's PPL or what's a point or what's, you know, you just, I didn't know any of this stuff, you know. I, well, I probably, and that's, you know, no disrespect to my colleges and you know they did have music they did have music business modules that I probably didn't pay very much attention in um probably just chatted the whole way through um so but um yeah so it's like you kind of like you're like okay yeah you don't know how things work so you're more kind of open and want to learn and etc whereas now I've been around the block a bit, do you know what I mean? And I, I know when to say, like, nah, nah, that's not for me. Or um, I've only got, I'm getting tired as well. You know what I mean? I've only got so much more energy. When you're younger, you have so much energy. And now I'm like, no, that's just going to tire me out. You know, I definitely, in the beginning, did a lot, a lot of touring and a lot of gigs and a lot of festivals, you know, because it's like my music is built for that kind of environment. So I've always been very blessed that, like, I I was always like getting good bookings and stuff, but um, now I'm like actually my voice won't hold up, or mm. I'll be too tired, or you know, um, and yeah, I'm just I think I'm taking better care of myself. I think I think yeah, I was gonna, trying to yeah, aren't we all? Yeah, her. I was gonna ask like looking after yourself when you are doing show after show and traveling and then trying to make music. How have you managed to do that? I think just being kinder to myself. I see myself as a musician and I feel like I, d I deserve to be here. I deserve this to be my job, you know. And whereas before I'd be like, oh, I just, I think imposter syndrome is a massive thing. And I oh, think yeah. I've just got better at just kind of just being like, okay, just calm down. It's okay. You're all right. It's fine. Um, that's That's definitely one of the ways I kind of um, try to look after myself. And also keeping fit, mm -hmm. going to the gym, um, cause bouncing around and jumping around on stage, definitely, if I'm not <laughs> trying to keep fit, then that is, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's probably a big one. Um, but then when I'm not needed to jump around on stage, chill out, like, do you know what I mean? You know, um, whereas like before, earlier in my career, I did put a lot of pressure on myself, you know, especially with like body image and things like that. You know, I cared a lot about things like that um, because I just felt like you're thrust into kind of photo shoots and video shoots and, um, you know, stylists telling you you can't wear, you have to wear a certain height of shoe because your legs are too short or your this is, you know, and all of that stuff really did affect me quite a lot. Um, whereas like now, I don't care. I'm wearing my trainers, so, you know. Trainers always. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, that that is what you said there is like, you know, quite hard hitting. I think being mm. young and no one can prepare you for suddenly being in the spotlight and, and it can only happen like for the first time once, if you know what I mean. Like mm. you're, you're experiencing that and no one can be like, oh, it's going to be like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. What support did you have around you like when you were going through all this? To be honest, I guess because I came from an electronic world or a mm. club world or that kind of that that world that. I didn't have that support from like the pop world, if that makes any sense. I didn't have that person or um, like, you know, as I said, it was nice to meet Miss Dynamite, but she wasn't like around me all the time. And my um, manager, who was female at the time, she was amazing at, in the, in that world, in the electronic world. But in terms of like someone who would, I don't know. Yeah, I just didn't have anyone to talk to in that sense. So it was 
really hard because I had to kind of navigate it myself mm. like and yeah it was it was it was hard at the time definitely because I kind of felt like probably I didn't really fit in a lot in, of the time in what way with um with pop or with yeah dance? like I sometimes I used to look at my kind of contemporaries in that kind of pop world and I used to think like what well, how are you finding this so easy like you know um and I didn't I didn't find it easy some some of the some of the um like being yeah I don't know like in front of the camera or like I hate having my picture taken not because I'm like insecure about how I look particularly I just find it a bit boring as well you know well maybe a little <laughs> bit of that but um as we all as everyone kind of maybe does but I just found it yeah quite tedious and I just I don't know there was a lot of things that I was just like oh this yeah um so yeah thanks for like being honest about that because mm. It's, you know, you're doing this because you love making music. Yeah. Not because you want to yeah. make, take, make content and videos and photos. Yeah. Not even, co at the time, it probably well, it wasn't, wasn't co even yeah. content or, yeah. um, and, and I've got nothing against, I love photo shoots now, like, um, well, not, yeah, in a creative way, because mm. I've found my teams and people, people around me. Um, but I just think, uh, yeah, at the time, I just, I just don't think I was having a great time. I found, it, I found it very um, intense, and you know, the schedules are like ridiculous, you know, um, and people, and I wanted to, be, I wanted my schedule to be ridiculous. I wanted to work hard, you know, but I just found it quite difficult. Yeah, mm. navigating my way through it. Is there any advice you would give to that younger Katie or to? artists coming up going through that for the first time it's do you know what it's actually interesting um sometimes meeting because sometimes I do songwriting sessions with um up and coming mm. um especially female artists and I think oh my god you're just so much more like switched on and clued up and like uh, like I just I just think maybe I was quite like naive like early on or a bit more shy and a bit quite more quiet um but um yeah I, I'm really I'm really I'm really impressed you know by the younger generation who are coming up I'm like I'm inspired by them and how how their kind of awareness around everything you know it's, it's that's really inspiring are there any in particular that you've enjoyed working with or you're a fan of I love all the like female drum and bass singers at the moment. Like I love um, Catching Cairo mm -hmm. and Charlotte Plank and um, Brody and Venby and. Um, Did you do something with Nia Archives? Oh yeah, Nia Archives. Yeah, definitely. Um, we we wrote a song together. Yeah. Um, which. I listen to all the time on my phone. I don't know what what will happen with that. Um, we need to hit the world needs to hear that. I really hope that gets released. I really wanted her to sing on it, but she. Um, I don't know. I don't know why she didn't sing on it at the time, but she was producing it. Um, mm. But hopefully, I can. Um, I would love to go convince your her phone. to. Um, hear the near archives track. Hear all of your mates <laughs> screaming in the club, <laughs> shouting into your phone. <laughs> Lyric ideas. Yeah. Um, oh, I love Natanya. Natanya, do you Nat know Natanya Kapula? No, oh my god, her voice Natanya. is just beautiful. Um, she's part of like, I think I think she's part of you know the Brighter Days Collective with Isco. Oh yes, and like Rico and um, I love the Isco remix. Oh, tune. I, I yeah, when I, that, that got remix. said to me, I was just like, oh my god, this is so sick. It's um, so good. Definitely, I've been working with him as well. Um, and who else do I love? 
George Riley as well. Oh yeah, I love oh, George yeah, Riley. Yeah, yeah. He's worked with Anne's. Yes. Um, Her voice is amazing. Who else do I love? Um, oh my God, my light songs are really, really random. It's like rain noise and like... <laughs> Apparently rain noises are like the most streamed. Oh, that is that is that is definitely advice for <laughs> younger young uh, the younger generation. Mm. Uh, um, look after your ears because I have tinnitus now. Do you? Yeah, but I don't gen. I don't actually think it's from the club. I mean, it, that probably hasn't helped. But I think it was from being in a studio just doing take after take after take after take like mm. when I think about it, being like the booth for like hours mm. do you know what I mean and again that's probably because I didn't again I didn't have like an older singer being like oh you don't need don't maybe don't do that because like your ears can only take so much or yeah that that kind of thing but um definitely get some earplugs um get some molds made and look after your ears mm. definitely because you only get one pair and it's it's actually not no, it's, it is annoying because now I have to watch TV and just hear ringing noise. And my mum's like, can you turn that down? And I'm like, oh God, okay, yeah. So is it, is it like in both ears, is it loud? Is it I always can't, there? I can't hear it now because um, it's like the, the way it works is that it's not it's not like a real sound, if that makes any sense. So, you know, like um, if you have like, if you lose an arm, you have like a thing called phantom pain where you still feel the pain in your arm, like even though you're, you've lost your arm. So with with tinnitus, it's like you're hearing the frequency th- that you've damaged or something like this. I don't want to Whoa. be, uh, hopefully, this is what a, a tinnitus <laughs> specialist, this is what I can remember for what they've told me. So okay. if I'm not, mm. don't take this as fact, but that's what they're hearing. So it's not actually a real sound. So if you know, like if you hear a fridge or something and it suddenly turns off, like you haven't heard that because your brain ha- hasn't, con- it's not concentrating on mm-hmm. that. So us having this conversation right now, etc. Like I can't hear it, or if there are other sounds going on, I can't hear it. But if I'm like at night, if I'm in a quiet place, Do you then sleep I can with hear the rain it. noises. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, yeah sleep with like rain noise or like white noise or something. But yeah. to be fair, I put it on and I drop off straight away. Okay, but it's still not nice, guys. You know <laughs> Protect I mean? your ears. Protect your ears. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, do that because that's quite scary. It's scary. Yeah, but it's actually all right. I went for a hearing test and my hearing's fine. Okay. Just got a bit of tinnitus, so yeah. Good to know. Um, we're coming towards the end. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, we <laughs> ask everyone this final question. Okay. Um, and that is what your utopia is. Ooh, what's my utopia? Oh, do you know what? My utopia... You were saying earlier, maybe it could be like a world of dogs or something like that. But it just made me think of my dogs. Like, at my, well, I say at my mum's house because actually both the dogs, I have a dog, but my mum looks after it quite a lot of the time. Nice. <laughs> I would do that. So <laughs> last night I went for a meal with my friends um, and then I was just like, I'm just going to go and cuddle my dogs, guys. I'm just going to go to my mum's and I just, I'll just go there. Especially like uh, when I got back from We Out Heart, ha- we out here festival. Um, I was like, I'll just go straight to straight to my mum's to cuddle my dogs, and that's it. That's all I need. Yeah, Terence and Tina. Terence. <laughs> what kind of dogs are we talking about? Here? Uh, well, Tina is a, a rescue from Romania. Um, so she's just kind of like a fluffy grey, um, 
dog, medium sized <laughs> dog. Um, and then Terence is he's actually a Chihuahua and a staff mix, what? which is oh, wow. sounds crazy, but he's probably like he's probably like a Jack Russell kind of size. Um, and they're like completely opposite. Like Terence is very confident and just likes running after squirrels, and um, Tina's very and and very energetic, and Tina's like really lazy won't go outside if she'll look out the window and be like if it's raining no she doesn't like walking on like any kind of like mud or anything she doesn't want to get her fur wet no but then if she goes into the park she'll just walk up to a bench and let anyone stroke her she's friendly like everyone loves her in Nunhead where my mum lives they're like she's like a celebrity yeah Tina Tina where's Tina where's Tina like yeah they love her Terence (laughs) Tina pie some mash there you go yeah that's yeah day out with Katie V right there <laughs> I feel like we've covered it all. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been amazing. Thank you. Utopia Talks is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.